Hello, friends, and welcome to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. Here, we enter films into a competition-style showdown, then discuss, rank, and rate before offering our final judgment on what should move forward in our tournament of champions. This season, we have chosen our favorite horror films to face off. We will now begin the third of our round one matchups between Wes Craven's New Nightmare and 1978's Dawn of the Dead. Fair warning, we will discuss this movie in depth, so spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. All right, everyone, welcome back to Judgment. So we are continuing on in our horror movie bracket showdown. This week, we have two heavy hitters. We have Wes Craven's New Nightmare and the classic Dawn of the Dead. So, Thank New you. Nightmare was nominated by Jillian and Dawn of the Dead was nominated by Andrew. So, yep. as we do every week, we will hand it off first to Jill and she will give an overview of the New Nightmare and then we will jump into our breakdowns. Sound good? I like it. All right. Jill. Ready? Okay. Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which I kind of regret that we watched this one before we watched the original Nightmare on Elm Street, because I think this, that's also one of my movies for this. But Wes Craven's New Nightmare is essentially the cast from the original Nightmare on Elm Street, but this time Freddy is trying to make his way into the real world via the actors. So the actors are all playing themselves, and so Freddy's trying to break into the real world through them supposedly the first group of people who defeat him and that's how he gets back through so Wes Craven plays himself and Robert England everybody so I absolutely love this movie for that reason super meta and it's just so good I honestly just think that this is one of the best paced horror movies I've ever seen because there's very little like downtime and exposition is that the right word Sure. Could be. Sure. I get what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. There's little downtime between the action scenes. Like, you know, it's just constant. I really like it. Okay. I feel like that's enough of a plot. Do we need more? I, I don't, well, we can, we can flesh it out as we go. We normally do. Let's be honest. So. We're going to discuss it. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll feel like we've seen this movie. Yeah, it was a little bare bones, but we can... We can go forward. <laughs> I didn't prepare anything. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I thought you were reading straight from the internet. Um, we really should just get the back of the DVD. And <laughs> Who has DVDs? <laughs> I have this movie on DVD. I have every single Freddy movie in existence. I haven't existence. seen a DVD since now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's just read the VHS copy. Okay? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Keep it straight to that. Okay. So yeah, that was the background. That was the <laughs> overview of Wes Craven's New Nightmare. So let's move into our initial reactions. Um, Jill. Like I said, I love this movie. I think that it's incredibly well paced. I think there's very little downtime between the action scenes. I actually like the child star in it. Hold on. Oh. Oh. What? Oh. oh. Too much? <laughs> yeah. you, you go, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. <laughs> Okay. Jill and I may have had coffee before we started. <laughs> Dang it. I did have a caramel crunch frappuccino. Same. So, Sugar thumbs up coffee. or thumbs down? Oh, I'm sorry. Thumbs up, obviously, <laughs> too. Yeah. It, or I, thought, I think you're making good points already, <laughs> but 
We're going to get into that stuff. Oh, sure. We're going to break it down. So, two thumbs up for yeah. you. Huh? Okay, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Um, again, love the meta aspect of this. I love it every time I've seen it. Uh, I will say, that's probably my favorite part of it. I did have a few little things, but all in all, I give it one thumb up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I... I'm torn oh boy. with my thumbs. It's definitely not a <laughs> thumbs down. That's for sure. Okay. I but thought this was revenge about Alien for a minute. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's coming. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to give it... I, I, I too like the pacing, Jill. I'm going to give it two thumbs up. Oh, okay. I was expecting different, but you went on full thumbs. Okay. <laughs> I almost gave it one and a half thumb, but... That's I figured a, then we're really complicating the thumbs. Yeah, that's not a yeah. thing. Yeah. Give it a full thumb. You can only, there's no such thing as a half. I, mean, I guess there could be a half a thumb. but Let's not offend our half-thumbed audience. Yes. Not here. They have enough trouble opening doors. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we got our initial, you know, our, just our initial snap judgment on this one. So... Let's get into some of our notes that we wrote down while we're watching the movie, kind of our thoughts, uh, general musings or interesting things that we pointed out as we were watching this movie. I know I have a lot of notes. Joe, I'm sure you have a lot of things to say. So let's just let's get started with Jill. Just some some things that jumped out to you while you're watching this. I know this is probably like the 17th time you've seen this movie. Uh, I have seen this movie a bunch of times since it came out. So I will get into my initial thoughts. The first note that I have here was, was Heather pissed about playing herself as a B actor? Because they call her a B actor. That may be what you're upset about in the interview. They call her like a B (laughs) actor straight to her face or something like that. They make her seem like she's not a big deal at all as herself. She's got a pretty small house. Not a lot going on. So I, I don't know. I don't so, know. That that house is like a California eight million though. I mean that's, that's true. That's it is kind of yeah. LA. <laughs> yeah. Very nice house. So yeah. this is Heather Langenkamp. Yes. Who was the Nancy. Main star in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. And she is now playing herself in New Nightmare. And mm-hmm. she is so sexy. Blaine wow. was a wildly attracted to Heather Langenkamp. The entire movie, he just kept talking about how hot she was. I was. Really? Which yeah. really surprised I don't know. me. I, okay. It was really jumping out to me. I, I, I thought she, I mean, I've never really noticed it, but she has beautiful hair. That's all she I had. She does have beautiful hair. That's all I really was thinking about. But okay, I could see she could be attractive. <laughs> It was working for me. Okay. And she vaguely looks like Jill, which is... Oh, all right. I said vaguely. But I'm attracted if... to both. Wait a minute. Andrew and I are both <laughs> making confused faces for her. I, I didn't know how to take that. It wasn't even directed toward me. Um, I'm anyway. just putting it out there. I'm sorry for derailing Heather Langenkamp. Jill, you also have beautiful hair. Um, Thank you. Yes. It looks nothing like Heather Langenkamp's. <laughs> That hair is very dark curly. Well, it was hair. a different time. Huge it's hair. A different time. Nice so hair. it must take a week to wash that. Um, I think you bring up a good point. So 
I think she knew what she was famous for. And I don't think she minded portraying herself as a B actor. Perhaps. I mean, she was on a hit TV show, too. So What TV show was that? Oh, I don't know. It was like one of those shows <laughs> where they have like eight kids. It was... It was uh, eight is enough? Yeah. No, it wasn't <laughs> that one. But exactly the same plot, I believe. It's like yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Um, a real Brady Bunch situation for the like 80s. But that I think she was in that show and another Freddie actress. As you can tell, we've done tons of research on this. Um, so <laughs> she was in Nine is Too Much. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the spinoff. Of the spinoff, spin-off from Eight is Enough. <laughs> One of the girls broke off and had nine kids, <laughs> like the Octo Mom. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So what were we talking about? Uh, oh, <laughs> pissed about being a Beatrice. Yeah. yeah, that's that. I think it's funny that they all act like that's all she's ever done in her life. I wish at some point she would have been like, you know, I was in this movie too, uh, asshole. But anyway, <laughs> right. Like this is supposed to be a good few years, at least a decade since the original Freddy Krueger movie came out, yeah. and they're still calling her back to do interviews about that one. And she was only in two of them. She was in the first one and the third one. My favorite. Which, if you've never seen Dream Warriors, you... Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I'm kind of upset it's not on this list. (laughs) We have two Freddy movies, and that's not one of them. Okay, so the rest of my notes are, like, super scene-specific and not overall specifics. Are we ready to get into scene-specific? Jill, you know how much we hate nuance on the show. Um... We love the (laughs) scene-specific. Yeah. Let's talk through them. Okay, so... I guess to catch everyone up, Heather Langenkamp's husband does special effects on movies. And he has kept from her the fact that he is working on the new Freddy movie and building the new claw hand for it. Helping with all of that stuff. So, Mm -hmm. he goes off. He specifically states a three-hour drive to go work on this movie. She has a bad dream. She knows something bad's going to happen to him before he gets back. So... She starts having her Freddy dreams. There's a bunch of earthquakes going on. She's real freaked out. She's got a stalker calling the house 24-7, just saying creepy things and hanging up. So she gets another call. Something's up with her kid. He's real weird. He's he's creepy. That's a way to put it. And sure. we'll, yeah, we'll get to Dylan. But my main thought about this... Oh, God, I thought his name was David. Is, um, <laughs> sorry, continue. When Heather gets upset and decides that she needs her husband to come home instead of staying for the night or the week or however long he was going to stay and work on this project. I can almost guarantee we have the same note, but go ahead. (laughs) Based on what has happened in the rest of the day, it cannot be any later than 4 or 5 p.m. Like, the sun is still bright, shining. She gets up super early, goes to this interview, comes home. It's basically right after she gets home. She meets, sorry, she does meet with Wes Craven in between then. Or one of the producers, not Wes Craven. Mm -hmm. She meets with one of the producers between then. He asks her to do to do this new Freddy movie. She gets home. Cannot be any later than four or five. They specifically state that it's a three-hour drive. On his drive home, it is pitch black dark. They make it seem like midnight, and he's falling asleep at the wheel and having to blast music to keep him... It cannot be any later than 7 or 8 p.m. Can I get... Just to add to your point, because this was a note of mine, too. Um... I did spot that when he's fucking with the radio, he finally cuts it off, and the time read 7.42. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. So my like just scene calculations were No, correct. you were. Why yes. is he so tired? He is falling dead ass asleep. So spoiler alert, he falls asleep and we all know how Freddy kills. So Freddy yeah. Obviously kills him while he's asleep, makes him crash the car. Yes. But why? Why is he so sleepy? Why is this man tired? It is 7.42. Also, why is the sun down at 7.42 p.m. in California? Yeah. I don't think that's how that works. And and by the way, she put Dylan to bed at around that time, too. So Dylan was probably in bed at like 6.30 that day. Right. It like, was... Even in the winter, it's still kind of light at 7.42. I mean, even not, even if it's not, why is he so goddamn tired? He, so tired? he woke up just like everybody else that day. <laughs> I mean, I, that was one note that blew me on. I was like, why is this man? Mine is, I said, this dude's passing out at 742. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I, I honestly did not. Oh, catch okay. that at all? <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this Joker's sleepy. It must be late." No, I didn't. I didn't dissect the. Well, they played it like it was midnight. They're like, "Well, Dylan's got to go to sleep, yeah. and I'm going to read this story." That's She's probably funny. reading that story for thirty minutes, so Dylan had to go to bed at like six thirty that night. Right, like makes. God makes damn no it, Wes Craven. <laughs> um, seven forty-two. I because I saw it when he. Turned the radio station off. I was like, wait, wait a minute. What? Because he was nodding off. He, he was, was so tired. And look, so I have tired. all the sympathy Spe- in the world. Special effects is, is, it's a is hard work. Job. It looked like he was working really hard, too. Yeah. yeah. Very in sweet. the back of that van. And I could kind of even get it more if it was like a six-hour drive. Because being tired or driving just makes you sleepy sure but like it's taken me three hours to get home from work before it's in just traffic. like really bad traffic yeah. mm-hmm. so i don't buy that you're falling asleep at three hours that's kind of insane at 7 42 p.m if it is you definitely have either narcolepsy or sleep apnea yeah. problems <laughs> that guy had issues anyway yeah oh <laughs> he could have died behind the wheel without freddie's help that was one of my biggest I, my mind was blown when i saw the time because i was like that you just suck. <laughs> like you absolutely can't handle this. While we're mm. in this scene, oh, I, I will say that his kill was fantastic. I liked it. I I thought his kill was great. The claws coming up from the seat. Yeah, very classic Freddy to come up between the legs. Freddy's kind of a person. Loves that. Yeah, he yeah, always takes that claw towards the peen. Mm-hmm. But then there's the <laughs> I, jab in the chest. I love the little tap. Yeah. I love the little tap <laughs> he did in the crotch. Hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> Which says a lot about this particular Freddy and this inclination. But uh, is it just me? Because I was thinking, I don't know if I've just always had this thought, but didn't he kill someone almost the exact same way in another movie? Probably. I mean, you got to but... recycle those ideas. Um but anyway, nonetheless. My next note comes from essentially the next scene after the police tell her that her husband's died and she has to go identify his body. And she's just walking through a morgue by herself. So my next note was surely there would be someone escorting her through this morgue. Yeah. Like she gets <laughs> off an elevator. Yeah. 
And it's just like peeking around and there's dead bodies all over the hallway. And she had to get directions from someone. Where's your morgue? Oh, just take the elevator. Yeah, Yeah. what? (laughs) I'm glad you brought that scene up because I too wrote down like, there's a good like 10, 15 bodies just laying around. And it's in the hall. Like not even in like a refrigerated setting. Just out and about. Just bodies. Just Just chilling. Yeah. Toe tagged and all, just a blanket. Just, That's it. Yeah, no. Nobody's worried about it. Nobody's just room I mean, temperature bods. I just, mean, this woman could have been a necrophiliac. We don't know. We're just letting her go down to the morgue. Oh, pre nine eleven. Anyway, <laughs> pre nine eleven. <laughs> the world morgues changed so much after. So the morgue. Yeah, yeah the morgue. With yeah. Odd. Um, odd scene. Odd. <laughs> yeah. The fact that she goes to identify his body and she can kind of see when he pulls down the sheet and she sees his face and she can see the start of the claw marks and she's like, what happened? And he's like, oh, it's just a car accident. And she's like, there are claw marks on his chest. And he's like, well, it was a really bad car accident. Look, she's like, what? (laughs) Like, there are so clearly three... No, it's four. To four precise yeah. cuts. <laughs> Did he crash into a tiger bit? Yeah. Down, down the is, center of his chest. It looks like, like a straight up scalpel. Four evenly <laughs> yes. scalpel marks. What yeah. part of a car accident could have possibly done that? And none of his, none of the rest of him is damaged in any way. <laughs> none of it. And this guy's just riding up like a yep. normal autopsy. Yep. yep. Car, car accident. Car accident. We see yeah. this all the time. Uh, that was a steering wheel. It cut deep into his abdomen. <laughs> it was wild. Perfectly symmetrical lines. Absolutely. Like, wh- who is this guy? <laughs> and my thing is, okay, so given that, <laughs> earlier in the day, Heather's house, when there's an earthquake, crake? Uh, quake, <laughs> when, it, <laughs> when she's in a room, the earthquake happens again, and four claw marks appear on her wall. So... Again, at what point is Heather just like, what is going on with my life right now? Like, why is this happening? I will say, though, she gets to that place of Freddy's after me a lot quicker than I feel like most movie people do. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like she gets there, like, pretty fast. Well, especially considering... She was in the movie and knew <laughs> yeah. that right. Freddy Krueger was a fictional character. She knows well, if, Robert England. If you and think about it, she really comes to that conclusion when she's in Bob Shay's, the producer's office, and she's like, are you getting weird phone yes. calls? Are you having nightmares? It's like, if I was him, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, You're too close go, to it. Why are you so? <laughs> this is why you haven't worked again. Yeah. I feel like I know the problem here, Heather. You are way too invested in this goddamn movie. But yeah, she comes to that conclusion right then. And I'm just like, simmer down. <laughs> like, it's there really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess is good for her overall. Because the longer you're in denial. Sure. The harder it's going to be. <laughs> All right. But then we cut to the funeral scene, Mm. which is her husband getting buried. And my next note was, does she not have actual parents? Which they do kind of address later. But, like, Uh (laughs) it's her 
cast father from the original <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street that's there with her. And, like, Robert England is there oh. with her, like, Uncle Rob. Like, does she not have... The, Did neither of them have an actual family? Because it's all just cast members. This cast is Nightmare so close. <laughs> they have held this relationship like nobody's business. Did you notice that Tina's boyfriend from the first one was there? No. Yes. He was the, they did a quick shot of him. But I was like, that's, that's the guy from the first one. Didn't give him a fucking line to save his life, but he was in it. I wonder why they couldn't get Johnny Depp. Mm. Let's uh, that I wrote that down because let's be <laughs> honest, this is post Edward Scissorhands, pre Pirates. What the fuck was he doing? Like, yeah, like you're too busy with what's eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah, to oh, please. And that's Leo DiCaprio's movie, the way I feel. So, <laughs> like I wasn't watching it for him. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, why didn't he show up to this? Give me a break. Come on, Johnny. So yeah. I, they do kind of address that she's got some psychotic family members. Like, maybe her mom suffered from a lot of mental illness. Because when she starts to have her breakdown, they're like, oh, you're just crazy like your mom. Yeah. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess that would explain why her parents wouldn't be here. But the one who died, does he have parents? Yeah. Does Dylan have grandparents? I mean, he doesn't even have a like a brother? You don't have a cousin yeah. that wants to come to this? Dylan just has a super involved babysitter in the cast of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. That's, that's it. He, oh, oh, no wonder he's so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, no. These are... This is like my play grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> my play grandpa. And I just gotta say, since we're talking about him, could you imagine... Because later... I mean, we haven't got there yet, but could you imagine... If a coworker that you worked with a decade ago called you at two a.m. and was like, <laughs> "I think Freddie's after my <laughs> after my child," like he, again, he, he was, you mean the bad guy from the movie we did? from the movie we did a decade ago? <laughs> I feel like one of them even says, "You mean Robert?" Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, you guys are friends. And he shows up. He's like, "Well, be there in a minute." All right, <laughs> nothing weird about this. <laughs> My coworker. <laughs> All right. So yeah, sorry. But it is clear that the rest of the cast, who's going to be involved in the upcoming movie, is having the same thing. Yeah. Because we see Robert England doing his super creepy paintings where he's seeing similar versions of a more evil Freddy trying to come into the real world. Yep. Obviously, Wes Craven's got this going on because he's writing the script. Mm hmm Yes. I think that producer had been having them, too. And he also refused to answer the phone. <laughs> he did. While Heather yes. was in his office. So he's obviously getting the calls as well. But no mm -hmm. one else is willing to acknowledge it. The way she is. Yeah, she's owning it real hard. She's like, hard. no, this is happening. But I mean, Wes Craven just seems like he's in a whole different world. <laughs> like, like when he's doing it. Because he is not shocked. Like after they talk, he's not like, you're, you're going to shit yourself. I literally wrote this down before you came. <laughs> <laughs> he is not surprised by this at all. No. Uh, he's like in a whole new place. Yeah, I would have led with that. Yeah. Heather, you're gonna shit but i literally wrote everything we just said down <laughs> this is weird apparently he's just real confident in himself he was like yeah i may i'm making this happen yeah this is because of me you may call me god yes <laughs> so to touch on dylan a little more obviously freddie 
is after him as well because he starts to say how he's had nightmares. We see the claw marks in his pet T Rex. Mm-hmm. Rex. Rex. Yep. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> so, one of my next notes was, why does this kid not have like an army of stuffed animals at the bottom of his bed? <laughs> you know that's what's stopping Freddie from getting your kid. Like, this why? is happening. Yeah. Why doesn't he have more? Jill, I love how invested you are. Why in this? doesn't he have a fleet of stuffed animals? <laughs> but my my question was, so you're telling me that Freddy Krueger yes. yes. is the only thing stopping him from destroying this child is a fucking stuffed animal? I, yeah, I think I think you went too too literal with what the kid was saying. There's no way the T Rex was stopping him. I no see. That I, is what was, they are implying. They Freddy are implying. was probably like, "I'm going to be creepy and just cut the T Rex." I disagree. I think that he's actively being stopped by Rex because this is Dylan's dream. It's Dylan's nightmare, and they make it clear in previous movies that you can control certain aspects of your dream and certain aspects of your nightmare, and that's how you can pull Freddy into the real world, and that's how he's killed in every movie, basically. Essentially, so, yes. I think that from a, what a six-year-old's perspective, his stuffed animal is a hero. So, like, think about Dylan's dream. It's probably like a real dinosaur fighting off this dream demon. So, I think <laughs> that Rex is actually protecting him. Jill, I love where you're going, um, <laughs> but Jill is absolutely right. Holy shit! There. <laughs> <laughs> Jill, I love how much more effort you put into this than anyone else. Um, it was my movie. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean more than Wes Craven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not just us. All right. No, no. You're absolutely right. They are positing that this small stuffed animal is the only thing keeping Freddy from, I guess, entering the world. My point was is that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> That makes me angry that that's a plot point. <laughs> well, if I think about it like that, like he's actually shutting Freddy, then yeah, it is yeah. super stupid. Yeah. That's I'm what... just going to pretend it was Freddy being creepy and just wanting to cut the, the dinosaur. I think you're both wrong. <laughs> so you think, think he's we... having like a full-on <laughs> Jurassic Park God, I wish. I wish that would have been a that movie. Yeah. I do. Where T-Rex fights Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I genuinely think that that is what's happening. That's going to be I the mean, next uh, Krueger crossover movie. I mean, look, there was a kid. In Freddy a- versus Rex. <laughs> if that's the case, in Dream Warriors, there's a kid who's a fucking wizard and Freddy kills him. You're telling me this stuffed animal is what stopped him? That's what that... That was me. <laughs> but my thing is, is that it's not the stuffed animal. It's, it's the an childlike act. faith in the stuffed animal. Okay. It's the amount that he's comforted by Rex. That's what gives Rex his strength to protect him, is that Dylan genuinely believes that he can. Jill, I... Well, then what happens the rest of the fucking movie? <laughs> he doesn't have Rex with him. So, such I have a some big notes about this, point, but go ahead, yes. Such a big plot point is trying to get Rex when they realize that he's forgotten him. But you could just make up anything. I, you know, that's no, not a bad point. That is <laughs> you a could. terrible point. What are you talking about? What do you about? mean? Did you ever have stuffed animals? Like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? Yeah, I did, but it's a stuffed animal that he makes real. 
And I don't think I had enough faith that that stuffed animal was going to take on Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. He is comforted by it. It's his. Okay. It's his thing. All right. All right. It's... We'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. No, so when... I'm, no, I'm not taking it like that. <laughs> I'm not taking it like that. <laughs> so, really, we're saying that if in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, if Heather would have just had something she believed in a lot. She could have kept Freddy away. So if I would have put like that a, is what I'm stating. Okay. Okay. All right. Say, say I put a pillow at the end of the bed and imagine it as a giant wall. The way your eyebrow is flexing <laughs> tells me you don't actually have the faith no, 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 in no, no, that no. pillow to protect you. I'm giving that as an example. But oh. is that what you're saying? <laughs> like if he had a pillow down there and then imagined it as like a 75 foot wall that kept Freddy out. Basically, yeah. I'm saying that what matters is Dylan's perspective on the protectiveness of the T-Rex. Not the actual protectiveness. Mm. Okay. I'll, I'll go with you. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with, with you on you. that. I'll go with you. <laughs> because I'll be honest. I think you just ready to move on, but I'll accept it. <laughs> Here's my thing. No. It makes more sense than what the movie was telling me, so I'm going to go with what you're saying. <laughs> I can't believe that that's not coming across to you guys. You're... Just absolutely heartless. <laughs> no, I mean, it is. I just hope that's not what it was. Why? What is so wrong with believing that a stuffed animal is protecting you? Because it's an, like an interdimensional demon. See, I was more on board. <laughs> just... I was more on board when you were saying the Jurassic Park thing. Because that would make more sense. That in Freddy World, there's this giant dinosaur well, keeping Freddy. That's what she's saying. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying that Rex oh, is real. okay. In Dream World, Rex is probably a giant T-Rex that's actually fighting Freddy for Dylan. That would be epic. Okay. That that would be great. You know what? I'll give that one to you. It's like what Christopher <laughs> Robbins imagines. Those are stuffed animals, but in his world. I would also like to see Freddy Krueger fight Piglet. <laughs> Just Piglet. Okay, Just I'm Piglet. moving on. I don't know. It'd be real fun to see him watch, watch him fight Pooh. That would be interesting, too. Oh, bother. Oh, <laughs> Eeyore would not care. He would just cut him in the <laughs> Eeyore's in the corner popping fucking Xanax on him. Eeyore would just lay down and wait yeah. to get killed. Oh dear. Eeyore's ready for it. Okay, so speaking of Dylan, my next note mm-hmm. is about the playground scene. I have a lot of Dylan <laughs> and this playground scene as well. Okay. So continue mm-hmm. and I'll add to it where necessary. My first mm-hmm. note is what kind of playground is this? Because there's a Big ass gigantic tower that is accessible <laughs> via a ladder and a mm-hmm. window, it's and it's not, like it's thirty not, feet off the ground. It's not a window. I wrote it, it's not a window. Why does the playground even have that hatch? It's a yeah, yeah. it's a hatch. It's it a hatch on the ceiling of a tower mm-hmm. that is like. It looked like, like it's not like seventy they feet tall. It's it couldn't be for maintenance hot. purposes. It's a small hatch. There's <laughs> like, no light up there. To no, it's no. Just... Like, do you honestly just believe you have the faith that these kids are just gonna look out it and be like, "Oh, cool, I'm really high up," and not, <laughs> and not fall and kill themselves? Climb, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. what I kind agree. of hatch? I wrote that down. What is this hatch? <laughs> to get back to a previous <laughs> note, the person 
at the playground with Heather and Dylan is her father from the first movie. Yes. So she's yet again demonstrating that I, she doesn't know and anyone. Again, this is the sad part. I love all of that in this movie that they are that close. She doesn't and know I, anyone outside of this franchise. Like, she had to call this man and be like, hey, I'm taking Dylan to the park. Will you come? Sure, I'm not working. Um, let me go. Look like her real life dad. Yeah, it might as well. I, I wrote down another thing about that scene. because When it first pans in, Heather's talking to her t- movie dad. And she goes, I know his behavior is bizarre. And it cuts to Dylan, and he's just like, just playing, <laughs> yeah, just playing normally with like a stick. I think I did laugh at that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he's being so bizarre, and that's the most normal he's, he's ever looked in the whole movie. <laughs> Again, could you imagine being with your coworker? <laughs> this, this, she's going through all of this, and you're just like former coworker, former, not even current. We worked on one movie together. <laughs> And maintain this, maintain this father-daughter friendship <laughs> for so long. <laughs> uh, I did love that. But my, my note about the playground was, okay. So, and I know you're going to get to Dylan and everybody is. But I'll just say, when I was watching it, when it got to the scene and Dylan lifted up to whatever he said, reach God or something, I was like, oh... I don't think Freddie is involved in this child's problems anyway. I think Dylan just has schizophrenia. <laughs> I don't think Freddie is causing any of this. I just think Dylan has childhood schizophrenia because Freddie had nothing to do with him almost kill himself off that rocket. Yeah, he was fully awake. He, yeah, there was no Freddie involvement. He's just like, well, I'm going to reach, what do you say? Reach. He's trying to reach heaven because that's where his daddy is. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. more disturbing to me than <laughs> he's scared of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm sorry. Continue along. I know. To each his own. I mean. Teach, yeah. Hey. That's not a good idea. No. No, so, Dylan. He falls from like 60, 75 feet in the air. <laughs> to, I mean, and she catches him fine. Yeah. He essentially falls out of an airplane and she does a diving catch, which is just really impressive. And everything's totally fine. Could you imagine when, I don't know his name, but her father figure went home and was like telling his wife, that bitch I worked with, (laughs) her kid almost killed himself today. I cannot be around her anymore. I don't know what to do anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, come on, I had to go to the funeral, but God, (laughs) it's too stressful for me. I'm an unemployed actor. (laughs) Oh, continue on, Jill. Sorry. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> in this scene is when she notes that she's afraid that her kid has whatever issues that her parents had and she may have passed them down to him or whatever and then he climbs up on a tower and does that. Yep. <laughs> so, <clears throat> eventually this does land him in a hospital. Mm-hmm. In what I think is supposed to be just like a normal hospital. Yeah. It's not even like a psychiatric hospital. No, 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 no. And the doctor is acting like him having access to Freddy Krueger movies is causing his childhood schizophrenia. <laughs> and She's I, like, you let him watch your movies? Your movies? <laughs> yes. Agreed. I totally agree with you. And another thing that made me laugh about the part is 
You know, this doctor does not seem like the type that might just check out a horror movie. Like, that doesn't seem like her game at all. No. Like, you know she had to be going through medical school at the time that movie even came out. And so, she was like, he watches your movies. Which goes to the point of, I love that everybody recognizes exactly who this person is from two (laughs) Freddy Krueger movies. (laughs) Oh! Nancy. Yeah. Oh, you're Heather Langenkamp from the Nightmare on Elm Street? The doctor is so extra. Like, she's so mad at Heather at the very idea that Dylan has even seen a second (laughs) of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Mm -hmm. As if that's, like, causing his schizophrenia. Like, yeah. well, there you go. That's why he's a psycho. It's like, well, he was just fine until he watched that movie. Now he's done for. You let him watch two (laughs) seconds of a movie that you're in. Did we ever see the name of that hospital? No, I don't think so. (laughs) I think, I don't know why I wrote this down. I wrote down Chilton. Oh. (laughs) I know why you wrote that down. Oh. Maybe I don't. Oh, damn it. I was excited. I wanted to say that was was the name of the place, the hospital. Maybe it was. Which is funny because. Or another doctor. Chilton was from Silence of the Lambs. But I digress. Thank you for connecting those dots. Yes. Never mind. Forget about that. Continue well, on. Well, now I want to know who Chilton What made you write that down? I, I don't remember. Oh, well, Maybe it was the name of the I hospital. I think it might have been the name of the hospital. Or the name of the wing or something. <laughs> the Chilton Psychiatric Wing for <laughs> children? <laughs> yeah. Which that would have been add great. Up when you think about yeah, the methods. Yeah, that is perfect. That would have been yeah. perfect. Okay. But um, no, you're right. That was a, like, because you got to think of what. The process was to get to the scene we saw. So Heather took Dylan to the emergency room. The emergency room said, well, he's got to go upstairs or to the side, wherever. And it's like, hey, my son, he's like seizuring, convulsing. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, he's, he needs to go to the psychiatric wing. Like, he right. has real problems. <laughs> like, he and might have had a seizure. like... We're keeping this child. You should leave. And she asks no questions. Like, I don't know much about how that process works, but I don't think that mm-hmm. hospitals just get to kidnap your child under suspicion of schizophrenia. I think I that's have, like multiple therapist visits. I have a lot to say about the healthcare portion of all this. Yeah. Please, I think we're there. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, just this the idea, A, that. Heather takes him there, and she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go and talk to Wes. Um, I'll be back. <laughs> like, that blew my mind a little bit. I was just like, oh, okay. Like, they didn't even tell you to leave. You're just right. like, well, got to go. They say, we're going to run some tests on your six-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they'll, they're definitely going to need signatures for that. Cool, um, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so there's that. There's, okay. This idea that you... The actual process of getting a child taken away from a person is so extensive that you couldn't just be like, well, she's letting him watch her movies and it's a horror movie. <laughs> like, That's literally yeah. what they do. Yeah. Like, you can't just take a child away from a parent because of that. Now, if he came in with three black eyes, there might be an issue. <laughs> but this kid shows up. Only problem he seems to have is he might have childhood schizophrenia, which is not an induced thing. It's a developmental thing. So... <laughs> I had a little issue of that as if they're blaming her for all this. I don't think that's the issue here. But since we're at that hospital, 
I am blown away. I I could not figure out for the life of me why they put Dylan in that fucking plastic tube he was in. No. <laughs> I was when they showed him in that. I'm like, wait, what is this doing? Because he's not even on oxygen. Like nothing's happening. He's just in this plastic bubble, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have an immune deficiency. I don't think that's his problem. Um, <laughs> that would give this me wanted him to breathe in a lot of carbon dioxide. <laughs> yeah. There's no hole. Um, so there's that. And then my final thing about the hospital was, in my life in healthcare, there have never been two nurses so devoted to their job as those two. Because those those fuckers would have lost their license you mean so the, fast. The sneaky the shot sneak givers? attack. Okay, yeah. I can't cover this yet because this is part of my awards. Oh, so okay. We'll, have to we'll wait. Sorry. Come back. To okay, this. we'll Sorry. go back to that. But yes. Sorry. <laughs> that, that absolutely yes. infuriating. So the whole hospital scene is absolutely infuriating. Oh my god, that hospital scene is a mind blowing. Security scene. guard just like grabbing her. Yeah. You got to answer these doctors' questions. You listen no, the to this doctor. I <laughs> and I hate to break it to you guys. I have never met a doctor that involved in any fucking human being's care in my life. No. <laughs> that doctor was, it's like, oh, I guess this is your only patient because you are really involved in this case. But I will say this. I loved that actress that played that doctor. There she was, was something, of, like she was, she was just great in that role. Like she did a great job. And when she, let's get this evil out of him. I love that line. <laughs> let's get this evil out of him. <laughs> Something about she seemed like a Bond villain to me. She did. That is a great Didn't point. She? If she shows up in a Bond movie, that would make just sense. some strong face. <laughs> She's just... the strongest face. Golly. <laughs> and devoted to that part. <laughs> Give her credit. So I just have some more overall stuff about this before we start getting into the awards and the specifics about. Those things. We hadn't even touched on our notes, which I don't think you've even cracked Blaine's over right? here. <laughs> um, I absolutely love all the throwbacks to the original movie, if you pick up on them. So, like, mm-hmm. there's one scene where they're in Freddy's lair and the stairs turn to goo. That's from the original movie. Yes. Um, when she's in the hospital, they tell her that she needs a pass or a clearance to get to a specific part where Dylan is. And she looks at the security guard and says, screw your pass. Mm-hmm. And that is a direct line from the first movie where somewhat a hall monitor is trying to stop her. Yes. and says, you need a hall pass. And she says, screw, screw your, pass. your pass. So there's like a bunch of callbacks to the original movie and how it's coming back. And I think they're so clever because they're all really subtle like that. I did love it. I did love it. The yes. claws even coming up from the bed sheets are like the yes. claws in the bathtub. Yeah. The thing I will say that I did not like about this movie was the voiceover callbacks that they did to just, like, earlier parts in the movie. Like, obviously a big theme in this is Hansel and Gretel, and he wants her to read that story. Dylan wants Heather (laughs) to read that story over and over again and how Mm -hmm. they use the breadcrumbs and they push the witch into the fire. And so, like, he's obviously plotting how he's going to get himself out of the situation. Mm -hmm. And so when he comes back from the hospital and he's left all these quote-unquote breadcrumbs for Heather to follow. They do a voiceover callback to reading the story, and it's like, dude, this was 45 minutes ago. We remember. (laughs) The voiceover callback to it was unnecessary. And let's be honest, 
they lingered on that scene for so long that you were like, I bet this is coming up at some point. Yes, <laughs> yeah. we're following. We made yeah. the connection. Yes. Let's not assume that your audience is this stupid. Yeah. Hey, you know that thing we did 10 minutes ago? Let's put it in a blue flashback and go for it. So unnecessary. I like, agree. I agree. Not that even if they hadn't read Hansel and Gretel together, we probably would have made the breadcrumb connection. Yeah. We didn't even need that build Had up. they not introduced it earlier in the story and i don't know what this note was about but it says freddie's such a dramatic fucking queen (laughs) first of all that needs to go for all of the freddie movies (laughs) (laughs) freddie is a dramatic queen i think because of his lair because they eventually get down and like the setup and like the drama down there like you're such a fucking queen and it was like that roman bath that she has (laughs) okay i can see it now this is so dramatic. Like, is this Liberace's extra. basement? What is this? <laughs> this is so hellfire chic. Um, also, uh, she uses the sleeping pills that they supposedly have been giving Dylan in the hospital to catch up with him. Those are the breadcrumbs that he leaves behind for her. Mm-hmm. And my note is eating pills that have not only been in Dylan's mouth, but also on the floor is real gross. Not to mention... One will do it. How many did? <laughs> she took like six. She took like, like you might not wake up. Awesome. <laughs> Just, uh, the other thing with that is, how many did they give Dylan? Yeah, because he he's was, only been there a day. He was okay. So they were giving Dylan sleeping pills, and it showed him like spit them out after the nurses left. But Heather finds like. A handful, like fifteen. <laughs> yeah, that means the hospital. Shoved 15 sleeping pills in a down child's this mouth. Five year old's mouth <laughs> in like an eight hour period. He weighs 40 pounds. <laughs> and guys, I hate to break this to you. <laughs> Just because he doesn't fall asleep does not mean you need to keep giving him pills. It's a waiting game. Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, he's not asleep yet. Well, just keep loading him up. Give him a few more. <laughs> yeah, that's not how medicine works, guys. I mean, yeah, he's a six-year-old. He's eventually just going to fall asleep regardless. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> if they keep giving him bills. Yeah. This is not good. So those are most of my notes besides the awards. Um, okay. So maybe we get into Blaine's extensive ridiculous notes now. Yeah, I have a lot of notes. Okay. Again, uh, you, you touched on a good bit of them. Uh, mine are just dumb observations, really. So we'll start. We'll go back to the beginning of the movie. The there's a limo driver that drives Heather around, <laughs> and this dude is definitely in my notes. <laughs> so rapey, putting out real rapey, rapey vibes. Also super rude and impatient. So rude. He calls the house twice in like a five minute period. It's like, we're going to be late, ma'am. And honks. Yes, and yes. honks. My it's God. It's like, you're still getting paid, okay? Like, take it easy. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, especially uh-huh. since he drove her back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, oh, I'm, yeah. I got somewhere else to be. Oh, ma'am. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's mad because she was going to be late to her meeting. Well, it's kind of, you know. Her talk show. You know. Yeah. That, that reflects poorly on him. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy, he, he was rapey. I didn't like that. He was a giant creep show. Yeah. Um, so what did I write about him? I just said, Jesus Christ, this limo driver. Um, but <laughs> That about sums it up. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. But here's the thing. I've never been important enough for a limo to come pick me up, but 
I'm pretty sure if I were to be picked up by a limo, the first goddamn thing I do is put that little window up. They're sure. Oh, yeah. no. I mean, when I take an Uber, I immediately make sure he sees me, put my earphones in, so I don't want to talk. And that's, that's real close. Yeah, that's yeah. real close. <laughs> I, I even bring out the ones with the strings. I don't even do AirPods because I'm scared he won't see them. So I'm just putting those in. I'm like, we don't have to talk. This is going to be an easy fare for you. Just stare at the road. But, yeah, that balloon, I was like, why are you engaging with this man? He is obviously a creep. Um... And I just couldn't imagine just driving someone around and being like, oh, yeah, you're, you're in that movie. But, yeah, so... <laughs> that, yes, that was the limo driver. So, continue. Yeah, I, ha- I have another. Um, so, when she got to... Okay, yeah, so she goes to the producer's office. And she's drinking coffee. And it is obviously the hottest cup of coffee of all time. <laughs> Yes. It has so much steam coming out of it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the hottest <laughs> cup of coffee. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about it. Yeah. Again, it was just a dumb observation. But bitch likes her coffee hot. Uh, I, I don't even been... think she requested that. I think it was just that hot when yeah. they brought it to her. It must have been before the McDonald's incident. Um, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who knows? 94, pre-9-11. Um, okay. Coffee was hotter. <laughs> pre-9-11 <laughs> yeah. again. Uh, what else we got? We have uh-huh. <laughs> uh, a creepy moment for me. Uh, maybe I should save that. Is okay. That, yeah. Yeah, we uh, do have a category by that. <laughs> the whole award to get out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's not. It's not my award. Uh, wait. What? But you want me to hold? Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll hold it out. But just circle it so we can come back to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so <laughs> other things we got. Oh, these are all just good, creepy moments. So I'm, I can't talk about them. Well, yeah, we'll wait till we get to that category and we'll go yeah. over all of that. We'll kill- okay. Is that the rest of your notes? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Um, I do have one. Okay, so after Dylan escapes the hospital, and mm-hmm. I apologize for skipping a bunch of things, but. Why? Um, Heather escaped. Or, Dylan escapes the hospital. Heather goes chasing after him. And she basically is beat to shit and hit by a car <laughs> yeah. on the highway. Yeah. Uh-huh. And gets up and keeps going. This bitch is tough. She is not fucking around. No. She legit got hit by a car. And not a soft now, hit. Now, is it just me or is Dylan not asleep for this? He's sleepwalking. That's what we're saying is happening? Okay. Yeah. They okay. established earlier in the movie that he sleepwalks a lot. So, like, every time she comes down in the middle of the That's night, right. Okay. And he's in the kitchen doing creepy circles around the island and doing all that shit. Okay. And the TV's on, but it's unplugged. Like, Dylan is sleepwalking for all of that. Okay. That makes sense of something I was going to talk about. So, that's good to know. Okay. <laughs> so, we're sleepwalking. Okay. okay. Well, anyways, Heather's yes. super tough. Hit by a car. Um, so, props for that. I also have... The fact that uh, why is Freddie always fucking up people's sheets? <laughs> you know, sheets are expensive. They are, yeah. Especially probably in that neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah. But... I have always believed, and I don't want to get too into it because it's probably part of my creep show moment. But <laughs> Freddie is a pervert, and yes. I feel like the sheets are reflected reflective. Oh, he's a hundred percent a pervert. Like I well, mess up your sheets, guys. We got to put it in perspective. The whole reason Freddie Krueger is Freddie Krueger. 
is because he was a child rapist and murderer. That's true. So, you know, that's, that's the whole way he got in this situation. Yeah. So I guess serial sheet ruiner is not the worst of his crimes. No, 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 no. I'd say that's part of his crimes. <laughs> but it, it's <laughs> definitely be charged. I don't even sure. like putting a fitted sheet on. Oh, you know, yeah. It, it's difficult, and then it's on there, and he cuts it. What an asshole. It's very rude. <laughs> um, other thing we got, uh, there's a moment where they go into Freddy's lair and they're fighting and going back and forth and he's on top of Heather and he's about to like, you know, kill her. And she picks up like a, an eel out of some water. <laughs> yep, she does. And stabs Freddy in the eye with in it. In the I. And I'm not talking a rigid eel. I'm talking about a squirmy, <laughs> live, breathing Wet, eel. Slippery. Slim- yeah. How sharp was that eel? No, that's, that is a new breed of eel. It's like stabbing a person with an earthworm. Maybe it went in teeth first. Like, I don't know. Really like- it okay. jumped out to me. <laughs> she stabbed someone with a live animal. <laughs> which is it's pretty incredible i definitely have things to say about this layer but yeah the that layer, was one of it <laughs> the layer had a bunch of gems um and i think the rest are probably potential creep show moments that we bring up in our awards uh, so i won't bring up any more of those but i will say after all this uh after they defeated freddie and got out back into the real world Heather immediately starts reading a scary story <laughs> to Dylan to put him I, to sleep. Yeah. It, well, I don't know if it's to put him to sleep. I just thought it was like, we'll just read the story now. Yeah, just immediately. Oh, it was the script, yeah. right? Yeah. It was I the had script. that note yeah. as well. Like, hey, we just defeated we just... a demon. You want to read this for six hours? <laughs> yeah, we just went oh, through a very traumatic thing. You it's been read. a rough couple of days, Dylan. Let's read his script that matches exactly that we And describes in detail your father's yeah. death. Yeah. Let's flip to the page where your daddy gets killed, Dylan. <laughs> That'll make you feel better. He gets yeah. stabbed in the chest. Because let's be honest, we still have to address the schizophrenia, which I believe you just have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so that jumped out to me. The rest, like I said, probably going to get brought up in the creep shows um, in the final cut category. So I will hand it off to you, Andrew. See what you got. Okay. No, we touched a lot of good stuff there. Um, okay. So again, the, I love the meta stuff. All of that stuff I absolutely love on this. So my first note was Wes Craven's in this because he's dead. Um, so I was really happy to see him in the whole thing. Uh, so that was my first note. But next up, so when the earthquake happens and the, Heather's getting ready to go on her talk show, right? Her and Chase are in the bedroom talking to each other. Well, at one point, Heather's looking at the pictures and it glosses over that coffee mug with Chase's logo on it. Did y'all catch what his, his special effects company is called? No. It was called Cut to the Chase. I did see effects. that. Yeah. I said, oh, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I did see that. You're that Chase. guy? Cut to the Chase. God. What a lame fucking I'm thing. glad you died. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad. When it came, I was happy about it. And 
it feels like you didn't need that much for this name. But anyway, that that blew my mind. I was like, what a fucking terrible name. Um, <laughs> and after that, Dylan, like she sees Dylan watching her movie, which I feel like she's she would be a little happy about because she's like, oh, I might get a little uh, payback on this. Um, what do you call that? God knows. You know what I'm talking about when... Royalties? Yes, thank you. <laughs> she oh. gets payback. I was like, <laughs> what? <are> what? You... <laughs> I'm going to cause this kid's yeah. schizophrenia. I'll Good teach you to talk Dylan. back to me, kid. Yeah. yeah, I was in this. This is what you deserve. No, I thought she'd be happy she'd get royalties from the TV appearance. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> when Dylan just starts screaming. I have that written down. I was just like, God damn. Like... <laughs> It made me realize that I probably wouldn't be a good father whatsoever. Because <laughs> um, I just thought, nope, can't deal with that. Where the fuck is Julie? Um, <laughs> which brings my next point. The next note I have is when Julie arrives. And I just said, oh, Julie, these goddamn eyebrows. Those things. <laughs> 90s brows. Those were Groucho marks on her face <laughs> with blonde hair. They were the darkest eyebrows. It was, and I get it, it was 94, but... It just took me off. It took me off guard. I couldn't handle it. Um, but another thing that made me laugh was is that, like we've established, Heather's been getting these prank phone calls. So what the movie posits is Freddie has taken time out of his busy <laughs> goddamn day <laughs> to prank call this fucking woman and send her strange notes. The I just yes. love this idea of Freddie in his lair picking up a phone <laughs> to call this woman. The, the funny thing to think about is uh, Freddie getting his phone service set up. Yes. I mean, back then, what was it? Bell South? Or... Also, burning the edges of all of those notes that end oh, up I saying mean, answer She's going to hate this. <laughs> this one's shit. Oh, shit. I don't have any stamps. <laughs> Gotta go to the store. Oh, Maybe that's part of my Freddie is such a dramatic fucking queen. Such though, a dramatic queen. He wastes so much time that he could just be killing people. Just yeah. Messing with everybody. <laughs> he took so, he took time out of his busy day just to call and fuck with this lady. So that was my. That's <laughs> the, hilarious. Uh, the limo driver blew my mind. But what? What? Okay. So then Heather ends up at the talk show. Uh, so I was. It was his name was Sam. The talk show host. But my thing with him was Sam, his show, not only got Heather Langenkamp to come on and talk about the movie which they posit she's most famous for, but they also got Robert England to show up, put on all of his Freddie makeup, and do a show. <laughs> like he, that, did. He, he did he, he, pulled, he did a full He did credit. audience work, he did everything. He showed up in costume, makeup, with the glove. I was like, I hope he got paid for that. Because it doesn't seem like I want to show up for the Sam show and just fucking sit <laughs> in four Sam hours of makeup. <laughs> I will also say, in that interview, and this may have been why you made a note, Blaine. He straight up asks her about her kid and names him on television. Yes. What's his name? Like, like, you you named a star six-year-old child yeah. on a talk show. On air. No, no. What? what? And let's be honest. Heather could have just not given his name. Do you but... want to throw up his address, too? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, goes to? 
by the way, we live here. He's alone right now with his babysitter, Julie. You could easily take them over. He's um, schizophrenic, right? Yeah, he's schizophrenic. We pulled up his medical records. I feel like the questions um, are hella personal that he asked. Yeah. Well, it was a weird fucking interview because then he asked her, he was like, would you ever let Robert, wa- would you ever let Freddie watch her? And she's like, Robert England? Like, I don't think <laughs> Apparently that's the only coworker. She said, "Absolutely, he does it all the time." We see him every Thanksgiving and yeah, Christmas. Exactly. We go to his house for Easter. <laughs> and I did have two things for Robert England. Number one, uh, after he dresses up and de makeups, which Heather waits for him on, he de makes up makes up, and then uh, she's waiting for him, and he's signing all the autographs, and nobody wants hers. <laughs> that cracked me up. Um, but I was like. You know, 94 Robert England is not a bad-looking guy. He looked okay. He looked fine. Him and Bono must shop at the same eyeglass wear. Oh, my God. Like, just... (laughs) And that was his eyeglasses through the entire movie. Like, I need just dark lenses. I can't handle light anymore. Tiny dark lenses, (laughs) please. Keep it coming. But again, uh, that's what I love about this movie is the interaction they have and just kind of talking about their... Stupid fucking movie they did a decade ago. <laughs> I mean, that's just great. I love all of that. But to be fair, Robert worked consistently. This is a good point. There's like eight of those movies that he did. Yeah. Like, he made the real bucks on she that. She did, too. Yes. But what did make me laugh is when uh, they show Robert England in his home, and apparently Robert England's a painter. And so and when I saw that, I was like, I really hope to God Robert England just has a collection of fucking Freddy Krueger paintings somewhere in his house. Because one day those have got to be worth a million dollars. Like, that, they were painted by the Freddy Krueger. The Robert England original. The Robert England collection. I just painted the character I'm best known for. <laughs> over and over again. Basically myself. Yeah. <laughs> just redid it over and over again. These are my self-portraits. And again, that goes... In that scene, that goes back to everybody apparently is having the same issue... And Robert England disappears, which I love. He was like, he's the worst friend. Like, if her dad's <laughs> the best friend, yeah. he's the worst friend. Because he's like, uh, let's do it tomorrow. And then he leaves town. Bye. <laughs> Fuck you, Robert Jesus. Um. Anyway. So, yeah. Robert England. Uh, also, what pissed me off even more is I hated the limo driver, A. But what's even weirder is a whole different company... Use the same limo to take her to New Line Cinema and then back home. They were like, no, we got a limo for you. Oh, the same one? I was hoping <laughs> you'd call somebody besides this freak show. Um, <laughs> apparently, there's only one limo available that day. But <laughs> uh, that was that. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but the receptionist at New Line Cinema, did you see her give Heather the up and down? Oh, my God. She, like, leans over and looks at what Heather is wearing and leans back. I was like, oh, we definitely got an actress really trying to make the most out of this small role. It was, <laughs> <laughs> was, it was the weirdest thing because it's not like she showed up in a fucking hoodie. She showed up in like a really nice outfit and she just looks over her desk. I was like, okay, let's cool it down. <laughs> but what again, what I do love is that is Bob Shea who actually ran New Line Cinema until it ended. And he's in uh, Freddy movies too. I know he's in the second one. Where they go to the gay bar, by the way, mm-hmm. when we do whatever gay category we're going to do, we got to do Freddy Part 2. I think that's... we just got to have a Freddy Marathon. Might as well, yes. So, but yeah, he like works at the gay bar in Freddy Part 2. But it's, he's been in a, diff- a lot of different ones. And his sister, 
Uh, Lin Shay, who we all might know from uh, something about Mary as the super tan lady. Okay. She's in the first Friday, Friday the 13th, fuck. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. She was the teacher. And she's in this movie as the, one of the nurses. Huh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's just wow. a little fun fact. I was like, look at all Such these. fun fact. Look at all these Shays showing up. Uh, again, talking about how Chase wrecks his car because he's tired at 7 o'clock. Um, <laughs> blew my mind. Um, but what I do like about the new glove, and it's something I always didn't like about Freddy Krueger, is on this glove they actually added a thumb blade. And on the rest of the other movies, Freddy never had a blade on the thumb. It was just a glove. Oh. So I like the thumb blade edition. Oh, yeah. He does a lot of jazz hands. A lot of four finger jazz hands, yes. Throughout the movies. Again, just a drama queen. This one he does more of a claw pinch, like a crab. Yeah. He can do a lot. Extra blade. <laughs> he can do so much with that. Uh let's see. Maybe that's why he turned into such a queen. I'm trying to think of why I have this note. It was like I put if I was Chase, I would be very worried about Heather. Oh, that's when she called him and she's like, he's uh, he's acting like Freddy. I'd have been like, Heather, are you going fucking nuts? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're really into this movie. <laughs> like the, you were, You're talking we about nightmares. It. You were in a movie. Yeah. Look, you don't have to remind me, okay? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was it. Uh, and, guys, what I realized it when Chase died... <laughs> And she has to go to the mor- the morgue, the morgue. The morgue. They're going to the morgue. When she has to go to the morgue, I was like, wait, this all happened in the same fucking day. She, there was an earthquake, <laughs> woke her up, Chase left. Dylan's going fucking nuts. She goes to the talk show, gets offered the movie role, comes back, puts Dylan to bed at six, and then Chase dies at like eight. It's like, and then she has to go to the morgue. What a terrible fucking day this lady's had. Oh my God, this poor lady. (laughs) Like, this has been a day for her. Um, (laughs) Yeah, these dogs are cracking me up. Um, And I put, holy shit, that's Tina's boyfriend who was at the funeral. Uh, (laughs) And then I put, uh, Heather, at what point are you going to start worrying about all these four claw marks and everything? Like her sheets, her wall, her husband. Uh, <laughs> just little things just saying um uh so put let's see oh i had something else oh at the funeral i will say this is one thing that did piss me off i think there's a great scene with freddy that should have been freddy's introduction but instead we see the full new freddy at the funeral because he pops out and he grabs dylan and takes him under right I was like, that seems like a fucking waste to use him right there. I would rather it just been the glove. And then when he pops out of the closet, that would be the first time we see Freddy. But I was like, oh, that seems kind of wasted on this stupid fucking scene at the funeral. So that was one thing that pissed me off. I can agree with that because the mm-hmm. first time that I ever watched this movie, the closet scene, even though we did get a hint of him at the funeral, mm-hmm. the closet scene made me scream out loud. <laughs> yes. Like, and very few movies have actually made me do that. Mm-hmm. But... I legit let go of full-on scream the <laughs> years, first time I saw this years. movie. Because that scared me yeah, so I, bad. I had that scene written down mm-hmm. when he pops out of the closet. and he miss me? Yes. Miss yeah. me? Yes, but I love that scene. I, was, I thought 
the funeral scene where it's he just it's just his hand kind of sliding down the coffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really creepy. I yeah. see. Just, I wish that would have been all of it. it was was just the glove. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that he pops out and like grabs Dylan. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. true. I'm like, I don't like. That. I think just the call scene would have been enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like someone was like, well, we're 40 minutes in the movie and you're just now showing. Let's let's add one extra thing. But anyway, so there's that. Uh, yeah, the claw marks and everything. Heather, give me a break. Playground. Uh, Heather, give me a break. <laughs> give me a break, please. Uh, talking about the doctor, how she's a apparently a Nightmare on Elm Street fan because she immediately recognizes Heather Langenkamp. And some of your movies. Yeah, it's some of your movies. What, ma'am, are you talking about part one or three? Look, I've done, apparently in this world, only two movies. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, oh, and this was another thing. I was I wrote down, I said, so does Wes Craven just live up the hill from The Hills Have Eyes? What was that car graveyard at the bottom of West, like the Hollywood Hills right there? When they passed that, I thought, is that supposed to be Chase's truck that they just <laughs> left there? God, I wish it was. <laughs> Did she just drive past his truck? Well, there's where my husband died. Did they just pull him out of it and just leave the truck there? God, that'd have been so great. <laughs> I wish that was the case. <laughs> uh, oh, so yeah, that I was just like, God, I can't believe this neighborhood hasn't complained about the graveyard of cars at the end of our neighborhood. <laughs> um, so there was that. But then when we get to the Wes Craven scene, I was, do- and this goes more to how I feel about the underlying plot of this movie, which bothered me the most and probably the reason I gave it one thumb. Wes Craven's explaining to her what is happening. <laughs> and it, what I assess from it is there's this ancient being it attached itself to the nightmare movies. It has created in itself Freddy Krueger to become a real life Freddy Krueger. And now is kind of trying to get into the real world. And I'm like, uh, okay. But at the same time, he interacts in not a dream world. Because he does call Heather. She's not, no one's asleep when that happens. He does do the tongue thing from the phone, which is in the first movie, too. Right. Yes. The tongue always comes back with Freddy. But no one's asleep then, either. So I'm like, the rest of this, people have to be asleep for this shit to happen. Which is why I asked about Dylan walking across the road. Because I was like, well, if he's not asleep, how's Freddy Krueger in the clouds lifting him up like a goddamn yo-yo? I didn't, I was, but if he's sleepwalking, I can follow that. But the rest of it still is weird to me. And the only reason I say this is because anybody who loves Nightmare as much as you and I do, mm-hmm. we know the rules. Like, if you even doze off in a Freddy movie, you're, you're in Freddy's world, yeah, bitch. You're yeah, you're Yeah, you're done. Yeah, that's it. But this movie didn't have, like, a rule thing that i could follow that's why i was kind of like now wait so he's doesn't have to you don't have to be asleep for this freddy it just kind of took me out of it just because the rest of the freddy movies i know what's happening at all times i you know i can i can follow along this one i I was kind of like okay i mean i'm in it for a good time but still i was kind of like i feel like there's a little lacking there but you make a good point (laughs) that during the phone calls no one is asleep. Yeah. 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 But we don't know for sure that that was Freddy. That's true. I mean, that could so have just been... So someone else stuck their tongue out the phone? 
Well, that <laughs> part was. That time. Dylan was sleepwalking during that part. Was he? So that's still part of Dylan's nightmare. <sighs> I, I'll, I'll bite. Because <laughs> I have no other frame of reference for it. We can talk um, about that scene more in depth when we start to get. Okay. All right. We'll do it. All right. But um, I will say for the phone calls, either it was someone else or you're just right. Nobody was asleep for that. But we also established super early in the rest of the movies that Freddy has to get more powerful based on how much people are afraid of him. So when no one thinks about him or talks about him, he's not powerful enough to kill anyone in a dream yet. Mm-hmm. So he needs the phone calls and he needs all the scary things leading up to it to build up enough fear and enough strength to be able to kill someone in a dream. But okay. you're right. Mm-hmm. So like I get what the phone calls are for. That's to build mm-hmm. to build up the fear of him so that he can get stronger. But no one is asleep. Jill's that Freddy expert. Well, she's right because Damn. if you remember, he famously wakes up Jason Voorhees to make people scared of him again. Yes. I don't know why we didn't put Freddy vs. Jason. I honestly love that movie. I think it's very entertaining. I do too. And that movie actually establishes that you can be high and Freddy can get to you. Yeah. So it's really any altered state of mind that Freddy can enter, not just dreams. Well, in Freddy's Dead, remember, Breck and Meyer gets high. And yes. Yeah. And you know what? Johnny Depp's in that movie. He's the drug commercial guy that <laughs> Freddy hits with a pan. Jesus Christ, I can't believe I pulled that out. <laughs> I haven't that seen is... that one in a long time. Oh, I would suggest no one. It was a terrible movie. Um, it is the worst Freddy movie, I would argue. But, yeah, okay. So I'm with you. Okay. I'll, I'll bite. I'll bite. But that was my problem with it. I was like, I just don't feel like you thought this through. But I'll give it to him. Good for Wes Craven. Um, another I agree note. with you. Someone should have been asleep. Yeah, someone should have probably been asleep for this to conspire. The other thing, since we kind of touched on when Freddy jumped out of the closet, and I noticed it later on in the hospital, I wrote down, I said, does Freddy have on leather pants? And he (laughs) fucking does. (laughs) And later in the hospital when he's killing Julie and he's crawling up the wall, Freddy has on leather pants and like big boots. It looks like he was going to a cyberpunk concert. (laughs) It was like... (laughs) I was blo- I was like, what is this look we have? <laughs> like, I get that we're redoing the whole thing, but I was like, we put him in leather pants. Okay. I did not He, he, was, he was wearing um, <laughs> that 93 Berlin rave. Oh, attire. he was definitely <laughs> going to a rave after it. Um, but again, going more to what kind of queen Freddie is. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, that's what he was doing Oh, Freddie, you are such... Oh. <laughs> yeah, the leather pants blew my mind. Um, but yeah, so there was that, uh, I talked about how much I love that actor to play the doctor, uh, the sneak attack nursing I wrote down, we can talk about that in a minute, uh, and then finally, uh, uh, that was kind of my roundabout talking about, I don't really understand because no one's asleep when some of this is happening and not, but my final thing was, is another thing that kind of. I, again, I enjoy this. <laughs> I enjoy it for what it is. a Freddy fucking Krueger movie. It's not uh, Sophie's Choice. I mean, there's not, <laughs> you're not expecting a whole lot to come out of these things. But I was just like, oh, that kind of, like, the ending for me, like, when Freddy comes out, 
of the bed itself. And then she goes to his lair, falls in that Roman bathtub full of, like, rose petals. And I was just like, this, Freddy is the gayest creature on earth. But <laughs> when that happened, uh, I was like, so wait a second here. A, uh, we're in Freddy's weird lair that's strange. Uh, he's susceptible to uh, eels in the eye. Yep. Uh, he also is getting his ass kicked in his own place. Which, as we know, you only can kick Freddy's ass when you bring him out. That's why another thing I was like, wait a minute, you can't be in Freddy's world and him lose the fight. He's the master of the dream world. Like, how are people kicking his ass in this? And they throw him in the furnace and that's how he dies? I was like, well, that kind of sucked. Like, this, <laughs> Freddy died in his own shit. That's <laughs> just like, okay. I did well, make this... a note. Why does Freddy have so much fire in his lair if that's how you're going to kill him? And why does he have a switch to turn the fire up? That was my... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, fire's a little low. <laughs> like, what? Because mm-hmm. they turn up the fire. I'm just like, wait. <laughs> this is the silliest goddamn dream world Freddy created I've ever seen. But yeah, that that was my final note on it. I was just like... Well, that's kind of a letdown right there at the end. Because that was me. That's just me. And the fact he sticks his tongue at Dylan and Dylan's able to cut it off, that's just silly. But, (laughs) again, that's what I got. So we can continue on. Sorry. Why you mentioned Freddy's tongue getting cut off. Yeah. There's also a moment in that scene where uh, Heather stabs him in the dick. Uh Uh-huh. No, Dylan does. Dylan stabbed Yeah, him Dylan the... gets a dick shot in. Yeah. 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 I just that was just worth playing. Right. And it hurt, again, it hurts him, which again I'm like, I think maybe since this isn't technically Freddy Krueger. Maybe he doesn't follow all the exact same Maybe he Freddy doesn't Kruger. follow all the rules established in the rules. other movies. Okay. Again, like I'm I just said. saying there's I don't know. But anyway, this isn't the Godfather. It's the eighth installment of a Freddy Krueger franchise. So well, I mean, I think, I think, and it's the most logical. <laughs> yeah, by, far, by I, far. I think we've recapped. I think we. Yeah, I think we did points. good. Yeah, I think we move on to our awards. So uh, let's move to. I had fifteen more notes if I could. No, Andrew, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> we will uh, address those in another. another yeah, episode. we will continue this next week. <laughs> let's let's go to our dumb bitch award. Oh. Okay, well, Go I would imagine it. we probably all have the same one. I My don't this dumb bitch is the lady that stabs Dylan with the shot after he's specific. Yes, the sneak attack. The nurse specifically says, or his nanny specifically says, "We do not consent to this medication for this kid. I'm his representative right now." <laughs> and yeah. she just does a sneak attack and stabs this baby. And Andrew, as a, uh, a person who's worked in healthcare, yes, would that fly? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. You can't just stab children. Also, your license would be taken away immediately because you administered meds without permission um, on a minor. <laughs> a minor. And uh, next, try and find another fucking nurse. To give a shot with you. I dare you. If you <laughs> went to another nurse and said, hey, I got to give my patient a shot. Can Come you distract me. them? Can you distract <laughs> them? 
they would be like, uh, bitch, I got five patients. I can't fucking help you, dude. <laughs> a shot? No. If you need me to strap them down, okay, but I'm not going to help you administer a shot. I got to go. <laughs> because of this action, Julie dies. Yeah. And back to, I hate to keep saying this, but to the first time I watched this movie, <laughs> yeah. I was not that old. <laughs> and him saying, do you want to play Skin the Cat? To mm-hmm. Dylan, right before he kills Julie. Julie's death scene was pretty gruesome. It's so good. That messed me up. Was it? Him saying, do More you want to play Tina? Skin the Cat? Oh my God. More than Tina in part Tina's one? It's not even in this movie. What I know. You? I'm sorry. I meant in part one. Like, well, I thought that really was... It's really reflective of Tina's. It, it's exactly like Tina's, yeah. Death on the ceiling and everything. But I thought it was but... more brutal, to be but honest. I don't know. I just think that we care more about Julie at this point. She's the sweet babysitter who's trying to defend Dylan. She shows up to the hospital just because she had a bad feeling about him. Like, she obviously cares so much about this kid. Yeah, she's not getting paid for it. No, and that nurse just gets her killed. And you know the poor thing's probably just trying to be an actress. And I mean. She's probably had some real casting couch issues. And Do we think that Aww. she's fuck Chase, though? Mmm. Nah. Oh. Chase falls asleep at seven. <laughs> He's not a wild cat. He can't do anything. Oh. He can't even stay up late. No. So oh. this is not a hand that rocks the cradle situation. This is, oh. She's just if genuinely only. cares. How did that not make our horror movie? <laughs> that one's real wild. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's your dumb bitch. Yes, okay. That's Jill's dumb bitch. Okay. My dumb bitch is the playground designer. <laughs> Whoever designed that playground with the escape hatch at the top of the 30-foot tower. Oh, okay. That's what I'm going to go <laughs> with. a sadistic playground designer. It is. Freddie designed that playground? <laughs> Where are the plans? What is this? Was that, what? Was, was that an aftermarket hatch? Was that put in later? Because if you think about it, imagine if the hatch wasn't even a part of it. There's still an inner staircase that goes up like 30 feet. What if a kid fell down that? <laughs> it's hot uh, They are dead. Um... So, yeah. So, that's yours? That is mine. (laughs) The playground is mine? Yeah, that's mine. Uh, Okay. Um, This is going to be a little controversial. Um, Mine is actually Heather herself. Because. Dying to hear that. (laughs) Please explain. Heather will get my Dumb Bitch Award because I counted at least four times her son did something absolutely batshit crazy. And did not seek medical attention <laughs> at all. Just did not. Not worried about it. But she He's, does go, Dylan. Yeah. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Dylan. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. The first time Di- I cut the TV off and Dylan goes into a blind rage of a scream. We're... <laughs> There's something, I need to go to the doctor. Hey, Sam, I'm canceling the interview. My kid is losing his fucking mind. (laughs) (laughs) So, for being just a not great mother and calling her fucking co-workers when she has any kind of issue. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Hey, it's me again. You know my son, Dylan. No, no, it's Heather. Yeah, we work together on Nightmare One. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 10 years ago. <laughs> that job you took out of spite. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> that dog. Uh, but yeah, so Heather gets my dumb bitch award because it's just like, 
Well, we're not getting any Mother of the Year awards. Um, yeah, Heather, Heather might also be schizophrenic. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, something, not, something, if nothing else, she is not a great mother. I can say that. <laughs> oh, but anyway. But good ups on her and Chase. Because like I said, that's like a L.A. $8 million house now. So that Very happened. nice house. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. my dumb bitch award. That's pretty good. Okay. That's pretty good. All I'm right. Mad. So now we're going to go to our Creep Show Award, which is just our award for the creepiest slash scariest moment, most unsettling moment for us personally that we experienced during the movie. Jill, what was your uh, Creep Show Award for? I will go to another moment where I yeah, screamed man. the first time I saw it. <laughs> and even this time, this being at least the fifth time that I've seen it, still gave a pretty good gasp is when Freddie's tongue comes through that phone oh. and into her mouth. Like, yeah. Ooh, that yeah. is one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. Dylan immediately throws up, which that's, I don't blame him for. That's my favorite part. <laughs> that's his only normal reaction. I actually laughed when Dylan I threw up. I did too. <laughs> I laughed out loud. That so, is Dylan's only normal response throughout the entire movie. Because that is horrifying. It was such a great sequence because his tongue comes out and Dylan just throws up. Just throws up, staying straight up. Yeah, so Heather's on the phone. Yes, for perspective. Heather's mm-hmm. talking on uh, a phone. A landline phone. A landline phone. Freddie's tongue comes out of the speaker part. The speaker licks Heather in the mouth, and then they cut to <laughs> Dylan, who is just shown throwing up all over himself, <laughs> like immediately after the tongue comes out, and it's hilarious. It is really. Funny. He ends up having a seizure, and I think they try to. To say it's a seizure, but we all know what he was throwing up for. Yeah, no one wants to see that. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. That, I mean, because you expect for it to be Freddie. She's been getting all these prank phone calls. Someone's on the other end talking about how he's going to kill her. The whole scene starts off. She's also been getting stuff in the mail from whoever is placing these phone calls. She's been keeping them in a junk drawer for whatever reason. Momentous. And Dylan... <laughs> In his sleepwalking... Oh, someone remembers me. (laughs) In Dylan's sleepwalking state, he comes downstairs and arranges all of the letters. He solves the puddle. The puzzles. Yes. Solves the puzzle. He creates a puddle. And Um. it turns out all the letters together say, answer the phone. And as soon as she reads that, the phone immediately rings. Yep. She picks it up. Freddy answers. Another Freddy prank phone And his tongue... Comes through the receptor and into her receptor. mouth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, pretty gross. It is so creepy. It's mm-hmm. just disgusting. And then all this foam comes out of it, and it's just like. Yeah, it starts throwing up. It's <laughs> yeah. horrifying. Everyone's throwing up. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And maybe I should reiterate how much I've always hated spit. That's my one like mm. bodily fluid that I cannot handle from anybody. Mm. Even my own, when we did our DNA test for Ancestry, I could not do I almost died. Mm. Not even being dramatic. It's disgusting. Yeah. So <laughs> it, that is my creep show award. That's I a good it. that's a it's, good moment. But I would also give like a funny award to that. Because <laughs> Dylan instantly throwing up was hilarious. I suggest everybody watch the scene because it happened the whole scene feels like it happens in Eight seconds. It's, it's, it very, just is it's very, amazing. Very bing, bang, boom. Yeah. And out of context, absolutely hilarious. Oh, my God. It, um, <laughs> okay. So, my creep show 
goes to I have two kind of uh, the first specific one is in the lair there's another tongue moment yeah. where yeah. Yeah. Freddy's tongue starts moving like the speed of light <laughs> yep and it makes a noise and the noise <laughs> is very creepy to me it's like <laughs> and, and oh. I didn't like it at all. So that's my creep show moment singular. Okay. But I gotta give uh, an overall creep show award to Dylan. Just throughout the movie, the lifetime achievement of creep the show. The light, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, above and beyond, this child went with just just kind of standing there in the dark. A real creep. Real yeah. creep. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. like kids. No. I don't like it when they do creepy things. And it's so... I mean... And this kid did creep... Okay. Again. Uh, Heather's a bad mom. <laughs> Speaking of Dylan, though. When Dylan wakes up that first time and he's talking in that voice, he's like, never sleep again. <laughs> yes. Heather, what are we doing? <laughs> Shake him. Yeah. And then he snaps out of it like, oh, I was like, you're a fucking terrible mother. And, yeah. And when he's singing the little song. Was that a dream, though? That portion? No. Oh, no. That, that, was, that was when he threw up, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. What? And boy, talk about a crazy savant. He really did that puzzle very well. He also <laughs> makes his own Freddy Krueger claws out of steak knives. That was a dream. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's one of Heather's dreams. So Dylan, yeah. creepy as fuck. Fast moving time. Yeah, I don't like when he had the claws on. But her response even to that in the dream was, Dylan, why are you doing this? <laughs> yes. Stop. <laughs> hit, hit Dylan. It's like, oh. You can hit your kids. You're that rich white bitch. I get it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Andrew, and what would your creep show word be? My creep show always and forever is going to be, did you miss me? Jumping out of the closet. That, that is so good. Such. That takes the cake. <laughs> as far as scary Freddy moments and anything, that I love Dare that I say the most... Definitely the jumpiest, perhaps the scariest moment of all the movies we've watched so far. We haven't yeah. watched a lot of jump scare we no. movies. There haven't been jump absolutely scares. absolutely a jump scare. Yeah, so that mm-hmm. one, I would say, definitely. This is the first movie that's made you go, huh. Or, yeah. huh. Yeah. Or whatever. Give another one. <laughs> yeah. Let me How say. many? <laughs> or, <laughs> or, oh my. Yes. This is the first one. Clutch the pearls. <laughs> that's giving you those bursts of reaction. That is what I love about these movies, though, is that I love the jump scares mixed in with the other just like subtle, creepy stuff. I love a jump scare. It's got a good mix. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll finish up our awards. We'll go into how did this make the final cut? Jillian. Okay. okay. My how did this make the final cut is the entire highway scene. <laughs> and I feel like that's where this movie really gets into its own like 90s head a little bit. Yeah. Because, and I guess you can kind of justify it by saying that this is a child's dream. This is, this is probably how a six-year-old would interpret Freddy Krueger. But... Not only is there, like, Dylan sleepwalks across, like, a 14-lane highway and is totally fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's also, like, 
a giant Freddy Krueger in the sky that materializes in a storm. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, that's not really scary. That's just, like, yeah. weird. I... And then he looks back, and there's a thousand tiny Freddies yes. also chasing him onto the highway. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is the part where you get real 90s with it, and this is where you kind of... Kind of lose me. I don't. I don't love that part. I don't love that Freddy just like picks him up by the jammies with one claw and dangles him on the highway. But then ultimately, like, helps him get across it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, kind like, of. Doesn't why? help. Yeah. Like I don't. And what is that whole scene for? That could have easily just been nixed. I mean, I get it. She makes it a point a bunch of times to say our house is just across the highway. It's just across the highway. To tell him how to get back home. And so he crosses the highway, but it's such a weird scene. And again, so like, strange. Heather's just getting hit by cars the whole time. <laughs> yeah. This poor, and imagine so the strange. news report. Uh, so, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street actress and her child caused a 20 car pileup on the LA freeway today. <laughs> Meanwhile, the child's just dangling above all the cars. <laughs> yeah. He's dangling. Uh, this kid was flying. <laughs> I also had that scene as my how this make a final cut not the entire scene but specifically freddie in the clouds like fucking mufasa yes <laughs> um i was like this is an odd choice because he's so strange <laughs> just in clouds mm-hmm. um but yes i agree very dumb andrea final cut <laughs> i'm gonna be honest uh because we talked about it earlier Rex was in my, I can't believe this made the final cut, that <laughs> Rex is the protector of Dylan. That... I can't believe that y'all are so thrown by that. I'm not going to get into it again. I'm just really upset by it. Um, but I'll go with your theory on it, and I'll believe that from now on. And <laughs> my final, I can't believe that made, this made the final cut, was the fucking eel in his eye. That is literally, <laughs> yes. like, of all the things we could have chose to hit Freddy with, we took a fish and stabbed him <laughs> in the eye. A loose fish. A loose, wet fish. A fish fi- snake. Yes. That blew my fucking mind. It, yes. Yeah, it really... I was like, what? I was like, oh, that what a bitch way to go. <laughs> a fucking eel An to the eel. eye. <laughs> So, yes, I cannot well, believe that made the final cut. <laughs> well, that wraps up our award, so we have nothing left to do but to give our final scores for our specific categories, and then we will move on to the next movie. So, let's begin with our um, scare factor. Uh, one to five, Jill, where would you rank this as far as scary? I would give it a four. Look at Jill. Because there are good jump scares, and I enjoy a jump scare. Yeah. That is what I'm looking for in a horror. I don't want to be creeped out and thinking about it days later and not able to fall asleep. I just like the jump scares. (laughs) I get it. I I agree. I'm going to give this one a four as well for those same reasons. Because you get some of the underlying creepiness, but you also get those ridiculous, quippy jump scares that are... Freddy Krueger's, ah. yes, mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger's calling card. So I'm going to go four as well. Wow. Okay. Andrew? I was going to give this one a, I was going to say 2.5, uh, 50%, just because Okay. I think that one scene where he pops out is great of the closet. I love that. 
I do say uh, there are some things about this movie that I think if you hadn't had Freddy shown at that funeral, that scene would have been a hundred times more powerful. I that's just me. Taking kind of like the Jaws approach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't see wait the to monster. the last minute. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Mm-hmm. But just when I'm comparing it to the other movies we've watched, this is scarier. Really? Oh, okay. Than every movie we've watched so far. I think so. I mean, Sleepaway Camp was a Sleepaway <laughs> Son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Uh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, alright. I mean, we haven't watched a bunch of scare machines so far. So it's... <laughs> I love that movie, by the way. Scare Machine. Yes, part one and two. Um. <laughs> okay, well then we'll move on to Suspense. Jill. Suspense score. If the suspense of two, not we know who the bad guy is. <laughs> yeah, we know what his game is. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of mystery there. I will say, I guess there's a little bit of suspense in the whole like real life Wes Craven aspect of it. Because mm-hmm. you're like, how is this going to turn out? How does Wes Craven know? Does Wes Craven know? Why didn't Wes Craven just write this guy's death earlier? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. Fuck you, Wes Craven. Yeah. Wait. You knew my husband was going to die? You wrote that? You asshole. Yeah. And And my babysitter? (laughs) You you know how hard it is to find good help? (laughs) It took me forever to find Julie in that coffee shop (laughs) reading her scripts. Scripts. (laughs) So yeah, the whole like, is it up to Wes, or is he getting premonitions and putting those down on page? What's I, happening? See, I didn't find that suspenseful. I, I'm going to give it a two as well. This is not a great suspense builder because you do know what's going on pretty much from the yeah. jump. Mm-hmm. So there's not really anything that's building up. Um, so I'm going to go two as well, Andrew. Uh, two is fair. Okay. Not a whole lot of suspense. Yeah. Not a suspense. The other movies we've watched so far, more suspense than scare. I think the scale's kind of tipped in this movie. I agree. Sleepaway Camp was a suspenseful movie. <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> Bunch of baldies just making it. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> we got we got we got to score the plot slash characters. Jill, where you at on this one? I give it a five. O-M-G. <laughs> yes, do it, Jill. Own, okay. the, own hey, this I, shit. I know how you feel about Freddy as a character. Obviously, I love Freddy as a character. Love Freddy. Just, I mean, aside from the whole child molester thing, I think he's a great villain. I, I think that even adds more to it. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Makes him even more of a villain. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's a great villain. I think that the idea, I mean, they had exhausted every single Freddy idea up until this point with, what, eight movies before this one? Well, let's see. There's five, then Freddy's Dead, so I think this was number seven. Yeah, okay. So, like, Mm -hmm. six movies before this, they have exhausted every last way that Freddy could kill someone, including giving Freddy a child... Like, yeah. they made him a father, of mm-hmm. all things. So they've basically exhausted every single Freddy idea. And then a couple years later, 
Wes Craven is like, what if this were real? What if we used the actors as themselves? I mm-hmm. think it's so clever, and I really like it. Okay. I agree. I agree that Freddy is a great horror movie character. And it's hard to rip on the char- other character because they're real people. <laughs> but it, mm-hmm. it's still weird. Uh, the plot was interesting, him coming into the real world. Uh, I just... I like the references to the original movies. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a three. Um, because it was relying a lot on references, and it was Freddy in the real world, but that's exactly what it was. It was just mm-hmm. Freddy in the real world. Um, so I'm gonna give it a, a solid three. Andrew, what you thinking? I I'm gonna shock you guys. I'm gonna also because this is plot and character, right? Yeah. I'm also going to give this a four. Awesome. I thought... No one's given it one so far, but... Oh, I thought you did. I thought you should have. I gave it a five. Oh, shit. Never mind. I was like, So I'm going to give it a four. <laughs> I'm going to be four. the original here. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Um, don't know why I thought you said four. <laughs> I even congratulated you on giving it a five. Um, anyway, so no, I... Th- again... This is an original great story. Just this idea, and to A, write it, B, make it fucking happen to... Again, we don't know what Heather was doing in this time, so I don't know if her career... <laughs> looking much. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that, yeah. Uh, just a real hottie. Chase looked pretty good, too. I give Chase great. He was a uh, attractive couple. He was very attractive. Um... But no, it's an, I love the meta aspect of it all. I love that they got real Bob Shea. I love that we get two technical Freddies in this. We get Robert England, and we get the new version of Freddy Krueger with leather pants and boots. And, I mean, and the affection of co-workers for so long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, love that part of it. So, four. Four for me. Excellent. All right. Brings us to our acting category. Okay. So we're looking at the act, this actual skill of the acting that was displayed in the film. Jill. I give it a three. Okay. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's terrible. I will say Dylan does not annoy me as a child actor, which is saying a lot. Mm. I didn't like him. Well, well, it's Jill's turn. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll get to that. I mean, I, <laughs> I like that kid. I he's been in other stuff. He was in Full House. He had a nice little run, as one of Michelle's friends. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I love that your pull for him. He had a nice run on. He Full had a House. nice run. I mean, I wish they would have updated his contract. Um, I like the kid. I think that he. I think we're forgetting he's also Gage from Pet Cemetery. Yes. And that is a fucking wild role yeah kids are super annoying when they act and i don't really get that from him Mm-hmm. so okay everyone else i don't really care about no one blew me away i love robert england mm-hmm. freddie is good i'm gonna give it a two um i know that heather langenkamp was playing herself and it wasn't great. Well, let's hope that's a version of herself because I don't think she should have children if that's how she would do it. That's, um, that's yeah. fair. I, yeah, I just wasn't blown away. Freddie was great. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Wes Craven's monologue was... 
You know what I call that? Whisper acting. Whisper he, acting. Like, yes. he whispered that whole way he, through it. Yeah. You know, it's like a uh, monster that's come to life. And I'm, what? A hundred percent. Yeah. Enunciate, yeah. Wes. Okay, Wes. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I'm at a two. Andrew, where you at? Uh, I, I gotta go two as well. Um, what did you give the acting in Sleepaway Camp again? I believe we can't keep referring, back, <laughs> but yes, he did give it a give it a four, I believe. Let's I be, be honest. I want to beat that dead horse, but let's be honest. <laughs> Andrew, those actors put on a show in that movie. Um, what was I saying? Oh yes, a four. <laughs> yeah, a four. Yeah, you... Um, I don't particularly like Dylan, but I think he did okay. I, I mean, I didn't like him by any means, but well, he definitely was creepy as hell. Though. Yeah, like, we don't like the character of Dylan. He's a creepy kid, but I feel like the actor that plays him sells it well. Although when he yelled Rex, that was just—I <laughs> did laugh at that because <laughs> Freddie breaks Rex. Julie's necks, and the kid turns to camera and screams Rex. <laughs> I did laugh at that as well. Um, Julie's bleeding on the ceiling. Fu- yeah, Rex, <laughs> my stuffed animal is the only thing that can be alive for the thing. Um, we're, I'm not going to get into that I know, again, we're not going to do it again. But that scream has always kind of broken my heart. Oh. When he screams no, for I feel a bad. animal. He's just, he's just a sad, vulnerable little kid. Oh. So a two. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Y'all are pure evil. Last, last category is entertainment value. So, uh, Jillian, entertainment value. This is rewatchable. Did you have a good time? Where are you at? I think we all know the answer to that. I'm going to go to five. Uh, five. <laughs> this is at least wow. the fifth time I've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. So, And I would watch it again tonight if you guys wanted to. I made all my friends watch it at my birthday party after I had already seen it once. And they were real mad. This was her 30th birthday party. <laughs> Last week. Um, yeah. I actually think I made them watch it maybe twice. The same night? At no. Oh. Once at like my thirteenth. Like, That's pretty demanding yeah. birthday. <laughs> like I know it's your day, but well, yeah. Watch the same movie twice. I, I know we watched Freddy Krueger once at my thirteenth and once at my seventeenth, and I'm not sure if it was this one both times or if one of was the original. One had to be the original. I probably wouldn't have done that twice, but yeah, thank God. Okay. Because okay. if I were your friend, I'd be like, no. We're, no. It doesn't help that I had the same friend group from 13 to 17, so it's just the same birthday party all over again. But. That's amazing. I haven't had the same friend group for <laughs> any year of my life. Um, <laughs> uh, you go, Blaine. Okay, well, I'm going to give it a three. I think it's uh, it, it, the pace did a lot for me. Um, nice, not very long, quickly moving. So I will say i enjoyed it from that perspective and it had it had pretty good moments um but it was a little convoluted and there were some parts like that whole highway scene they're just like what (laughs) the fuck is going on so i'm at a good solid three okay andrew uh i mean i've seen this movie a lot in my lifetime it's pretty wild actually um so I find it entertaining, yes. Uh, I'd recommend it, for sure. If you like Freddy Krueger, you have to see this, period. Um, this should not be your first Freddy Krueger movie, by any means, or you're <laughs> going to be very lost. But uh, I will have to give it a... 
Uh, 3.756. I'm kidding. <laughs> Just I will give this a 4, actually. Okay. All right. Well, that wraps up our scores. Um, so that brings in Wes Craven's New Nightmare at a total score of 47 point five but again as we say every week these scores don't matter no they don't uh who knows what'll go go forward (laughs) we we will review dawn of the dead next and we will match those two up and we will see which one goes forward okay that concludes our judgments on west craven's new nightmare Tune in next week for the conclusion of this battle with our review of George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead and see which of these movies moves forward in our Tournament of Champions. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. See you next week.